Hello, Podcast Nation. You are listening to the Dates and Yaks show. I'm Amber Yaklin. I'm Chris Dayton. And we are super excited to be coming to you uh, this beautiful afternoon and talk a little bit about what I feel is such a universally life subject. Long-term versus short-term thinking. Uh, glad you said thinking on the end there, you know. Could have been that could have gone downhill real fast, like long term, short term, like relationships. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> it's over. I hate you. It's over. <laughs> um, no, I think it's like really like in this day and age, we want instant gratification, everything is now. We don't wait for the internet anymore. You and I come from the age of dial up of the AOL <sighs> messenger, <sighs> like Dude, those are the good old days. Back in my day, <laughs> you put the receiver on the phone and you dialed up to the internet. You know what's interesting is one of the funniest things about that is, back, if you think about this, back in the day, you called a place. Now we call people. Right? What I mean by that. Right, like, right. I used to call my buddy's house and then ask if Scott was there. So I saw something very interesting on this. Like uh, the other day, someone had posted one of those like great memes that always float around. And it was asking where someone is is a newer question because we used to know where people were based on calling them. Right. Like we wouldn't call someone's house and be like, where are you right now? Oh, I'm in my kitchen. And the cord goes about 20 feet. And that's about the length of where I'm going to go. <laughs> Let me guess. Did you have a, a huge long cord? I did. You had the cord that stretched forever. Yes, at my grandma's house. Yeah. And I, I was young when, when we lived there. So, I mean... It was really, it wasn't like I was having long teenage phone calls. I was, it was like, hey, is Chelsea home? I want to go play. And then like, you know. I had my own phone line. My parents were so irritated with me in high school that they're like, you're getting your own line. I had my own line in high school. And I also had an answering machine in high school. And like everybody else in the 90s, my answering machine was Spiderwebs by No Doubt. Like, right. Sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm walking in the spiderwebs to leave a message and call you back. Easy like, Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Just relax. Not quite. So <laughs> we digress. Um, but, you know, we've got instant internet from our phones. We walk around with computers all day and we don't even call them now. We're just like, oh, the latest phone. And, you know, we right. can do literally anything from our phones. So while technology is great... Have we lost a long-term game plan? Have we lost that long-term thinking? Or what do we think long-term is? Because I bet you really think in short-term and don't even know it. I would bet that hands down that there's people who are like, I'm thinking long-term and their definition of long-term is technically short-term. Yep. Guaranteed. Time and time again. Especially people who like stocks. You know, we were just looking at something, you know, you and I both work for EXP. We get uh, stock. Options is one of the rare things in real estate. Um, and it, it was like, hey, what am I short-term with that? Is that a short-term plan or is that a, sh- a, a long-term plan? And for you and I, the stock is the long-term plan. Yeah. That's, I'm holding this for five, seven, ten years. I'm building a portfolio of ownership and, and keeping that in my portfolio. Now, here's a funny thing, Chris, that I'm going to just bounce off of what you just said. I think that we used to say that long-term planning was 20 plus years. You're sitting here talking about long-term planning in a five to seven year rate. As as it pertains to stocks. Right. Right. But I feel like maybe several tens of years ago, people used to say a stock was a 20 year plan. I don't know if they thought of it in like a shorter term plan like that. I wonder, 
I would curious about this. I wonder when the phenomenon of day trading really picked up. And I feel like that, and I don't know this, but I would love to look it up. But I feel like with the age of the internet, with the ability to individually go buy your own stocks, that you could turn, you could buy a stock in the morning, sell it, you know, yeah. before the closing bell or sell it the next day. Uh, and that turn of making those gains on the ebb and flow of the market, that that's that's like the ultimate in short term. Like I'm essentially gambling now. I'm saying, hey, I think this one's going to go up today. Right. And it is like gambling. It is like the roulette table. I mean, so I think that people who are into stocks, they can either go for their long-term investments. They might play around with some short-term investments. The reason you and I brought this up was because our stock took a little dip two days ago and then it bounced right back up. And some people will look at that and go, oh, see, you're betting on that. And look, it dropped and, and get very freaked out by that and, and get very... Yeah. Um, Maybe like a little arrogant about like, oh, well, guess what? I would never do that. Well, good. Then don't because it's more stock for me and I don't want you in my stock pool. How about that? Right. But no, I would honestly like when you're looking at any stock trend, um, like a lot of life trends, it's going to go down sometimes and it's going to go up sometimes and sometimes it's just going to be straight across the board. But you're looking for what is the end result, right? And so my end result is the opportunity to be able to invest at a young age uh, with money that comes directly out of a check that I don't even see or miss to buy that uh, stock at a discount. So I'm already buying a stock with equity built into it and the long-term plan of seeing where it is 10, 15 years from now. Right. And it's funny because I just got back, obviously, from Austin. If you listen to our podcast, we had Gene on last week, which was totally, that was, yes. side note, that was like probably the coolest thing we've ever had. That's one of the coolest things for me. Yes, honestly. totally. Gene's the man. Um but just getting to pick his brain on different things and talking and having a good time. And, um, you know, when you're building a company, especially a publicly traded company, there's a lot of plan. I mean, you, you've got options. You're building something, you're growing, you're generating more revenue. There are people coming into our organization all the time. Uh, and as long as it keeps going up and, and it'll come back down, you know, those things ebb and flow. But mm -hmm. as long as you're putting great people in the organization and growing it, then you have the options to do other great things. You don't have to be just limited to uh, just real estate transactions, which is kind of what I wanted to transition into is, you know, a lot of real estate agents, that's all they focus on is the daily grind. When is that going to end? Is that a short term thing or a long term thing? Like, I wake up about this time of year, you know, it's October here in Michigan. The leaves are changing colors. It's October in other states in the U.S. too. It's October in... Yeah. <laughs> it's October in other states. Yeah. The leaves yeah. are changing. Uh-huh. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> I was on a roll. <laughs> like, that a... And now I can't even think about what I was going to say. Okay, well, I'll talk because that's my specialty. Oh. So... <laughs> And then you can pick it back up. My thought was, because when we were talking about the stocks, it, it led me to think of the real estate daily grind, like you were saying, right? right? So we can talk about big publicly traded companies. And sometimes, just like when we talk of billions and billions of dollars, it's hard to wrap our head around something that big. So if we just can remember that ourselves as agents or ourselves as entrepreneurs or ourselves as business people, we are our own brand, right? Right. Like the brand umbrella starts to get smaller as we go down. Like I'm with EXP, I'm with the Dayton Group, I'm Amber Yacklin. Okay? Right. So like each one is a brand, but let's be honest, EXP doesn't care about me or my brand. Like I can go anywhere. 
KW didn't care. Real Estate One wouldn't care. I mean, you know, how am I building my brand? So what's my long-term thinking? <laughs> Remax goal? cares. It's all about the bloom. You're such an idiot. I know. Whatever. <laughs> so, I so, promise you it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so what is my long-term plan? And it's exactly what you're thinking. If we break it down to the simplest level of... Am I going to wake up every day and do the grind to get new clients, to get a new sale? Yes. But what else am I going to do so that long term I have something even bigger than that? What is your long term thinking? Are you just waking up and kind of like playing catch up or are you getting ahead of yourself to say, this all works. I have to lay this foundation. And it's a slow and steady process, which we've talked about on a couple episodes. You have to have that brick by brick foundation. But then what is your long-term goal? What's the end goal? Is it just I do as many transactions as I can for 20 years and then I die? Hopefully not. Well, I mean, that's century 20. No, right. You're <laughs> bad today. Oh, I'm so bad. You're so bad today. I love my friends in century 21. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, oh. I, I agree. I think, you know, there is something to be said for you can fall into the trap of only focusing on the short term of what I'm doing today what I'm doing today and never really get around to doing the things that are necessary for that long term. And and the argument I've heard is, well, you're not promised tomorrow. You know, as Christians, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. What are you doing today? Even non Christians are not YOLO. promised tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. YOLO. Yeah. Thanks. And you know what? Even non Christians, it's still October for them too. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting crazy. Cold outside. It's getting cold out. Today's actually a little warm. But anyways you know exactly what you do every day does matter like let's not lose focus of we talk about having your daily plan having your weekly plan having your monthly plan but ultimately what is the bigger picture what is that bigger goal and i had trouble with this for a long time growing up like oh where do you see yourself in five years what's that big it felt so arbitrary to me it just felt like a thing that you say like oh i want to own a yacht and you know make a million bajillion dollars how do i do that you know but it wasn't actually tangible Lottery tickets. <laughs> lottery tickets are very short-term thinking. My mother is the queen of lottery tickets. She called me yesterday and she goes, isn't your mother-in-law's birthday 1218? I go, yes, it is. She goes, it came in straight in the four-digit. Great. And how many days in a row would one of us have had to play that to win the $20 that you get from hitting the four? I mean, I don't even know what you win when you get that. But there is a separation in our society of short-term versus long-term. What are you spending your money on today? This goes down to as much as like your lifestyle, your how you budget your money, your funds. Like right. you can even take any business off the table. How are you as a human being thinking? Are you in the short game? Right. Or are you in the long game? It's interesting. I, I wonder how many people mirror hibernation. You know, like the squirrel who knows that winter is coming and is gathering up all their food because they're not going to have any. And then... But what if that squirrel only focused on the short term and was like, oh, it's I'm, sunny outside. I'm not guaranteed tomorrow, so I'm just going to eat this one I'm acorn. Just gonna, I'm just going to eat now, enjoy, live life to the fullest, and then they're dead. And I think there's that thought process of I can't live life to the fullest or have fun or do fun things because, uh, you know, I have to squirrel up for the long term. And it's not true. You can do both. Did you just make that up? Squirrel up? Yeah, like you squirrel you squirrel up. I didn't like make it up. I think I've heard it before. I'm not that original. Like I was gonna say that is awesome. We're talking about squirrels and you can go squirrel yeah, up. Yeah, like you squirrel up. Amazing. Like, yeah. Like, I'm stealing that. Yeah, you totally can. Everybody can steal anything that I say because I'm here to help 
you help me help you help them. Stop squirreling up. <laughs> yeah, but you want to squirrel up sometimes, right? Like, okay, I want a new phone. That's awesome. But is my old phone working? If it's not working and you need to function with the phone, go get a new phone, right? Like I'm in real estate. Everything I do is on the phone, everything, all day long. My appointments, my calendar, my phone, my text. I mean, if my text messages aren't working, we have a problem because that's how most of my clients like to communicate these days. I can call them all day long, and I do, and they text me back. That's just how they like it. It is. And people have their preferred method of communication. And if your preferred method of communication is email, you're wrong. But that's a different podcast. So people like to text me. How about how about like short-term thinking in your health? How many people like I was just thinking about this, me and my buddy Chad, Chad Walls, he's an agent on the dating group. We got together, we're doing a little mastermind session. And uh, you know what? I fell victim to one of my cravings. (laughs) Gravy. Mashed potatoes and gravy from KFC. <laughs> Shout out. We should get a recording deal. You know what? <laughs> it's an endorsement. I love their gravy. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so good. It's so good. You know what else is good there? Coleslaw. <laughs> it's the best coleslaw around. There's nothing better. I can eat an entire whole large side, which yeah. is only $2.99 extra when you add, Never mind. Okay. Um, but so short-term thinking, was that probably the healthiest choice for me? No, but are you doing it every day? Uh, no, I don't every day. But you know what happens is you don't eat KFC every day, but you eat pizza the next day, and then you eat you know ham and cheese sandwiches the next day. And you There's know. a lot of people who think have that term of thinking with their food. They're like, "Hey, I'm here to enjoy my life. I want to eat what I want to eat," and they don't care about you know. Oh, when I get older, I'll worry about it then. It's too late then. There is no worrying about it. You right. either have Alzheimer's and can't remember it, or you're in a nursing home, or you break a hip, or you have a heart attack. I mean. For as much as modern medicine is keeping us alive, we're relying so much on medicine for our long-term game because we're we're the instant satisfaction is I can bad, run through a drive-through. Bad short-term, bad choices. short-term choices. We can run through a drive-through and get whatever we want, whatever <coughs> we want, right? Again, that instant gratification might not be good for our long-term goal. But doing some meal planning or going to the grocery store more or incorporating more vegetables into your diet. You know, I just find it so fascinating that the concept of short-term versus long-term has that filter that you can apply it to almost every aspect of your life, whether it's your food, whether it's your business, whether it's relationships. I mean, look at, you want to know short-term in relationships? It's called Tinder. Swipe right. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm too old for Tinder. No, you're not. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I, don't, I was like, the, I got married like pre-Tinder. Come on. The booty calls were different when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day. Back in my day, I should have had to call and ask if I could come over and get the booty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. This I podcast, can't. this one is off the rails. Sorry, guys. We're ridiculous. <laughs> but, but like, long term, like, how many people just bail on their marriage instead of just working on it? Sometimes it's easier to bail or something. I mean, and a lot of people might be justified in the reasons they do bail on stuff. I mean, that's a heavy one, right? Like marriage. Why do you bail on working out? Why do you bail on eating right? Why do you bail on your real estate career? How, I mean, we're in an industry where the average turnaround according to the NAR is like, what is it? It's like three to five years or something like that. Like in three to five years, people switch careers out of real estate. They literally short-term their way out of real estate. Well, that's because the average realtor gets in. They think it's easy. They sell one house to one of their friends or their family members. Then they can't get another because they spent that three months working the deal 
and I used the air quotes there, working the deal, so that they could learn everything there is about a deal instead of doing what was necessary along the way, those short-term decisions of prospecting, getting new clients, getting the word out, so that they build up their funnel, and then they're out of business. Yeah. That's the same thing's going to happen. You watch. Same thing is going to happen when the, the market shifts. And when I say the market shifts, I don't mean it's going to crash. Like prices for buyers and sellers aren't going to be affected that much. What's going to change is how long it takes to sell a home. Mm-hmm. And we're already seeing it. And I just so, had this conversation yeah, with a, real with a client going. yesterday. He called me. My client called me because he's thinking about selling and buying. And he goes, want to ask you what you're thinking about these houses sitting on the market a little bit longer. And I said, you nailed it right there. It's just a shift. It doesn't mean that you are going to suddenly see a huge decline in prices, but you are going to see it's going to take a little bit longer. There's a few more buyers and there are sellers. Or, or sorry, there's a few more houses and, and the buyers have their time now to start picking through. They're not all in these multiple offer situations like we've seen. Right. And that's going to happen because like stocks, like life, like health, like it's the long term. There's always going to be an ebb and a flow. That doesn't mean that, okay, so I got into real estate three years ago. The, you'd call the height of the market, and it only got better every year from then. Am I now going to bail, Chris? Am I going to be like, okay, this is going to get too hard because instead of getting paid every three months, I'm going to get paid every six months. So I'm just going to go and find a different career. Right. A lot of people will. Yeah, that's what's going to put a lot of people out. It's going to put a lot of people out. Now, if you didn't know and you didn't plan for it, it's going to make the next few months or years a little tougher but if you start squirreling up now no if you start if you start really honing your skill now and what do i need to do every day to make up for this upcoming shift you can be better prepared when it comes and it's like starting a budget right okay so like i'm recently incorporating a budget into our household this is not something i'm a master at i'm not a money master i'm a money spender It just is what it is. I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. And I'm very authentic and real about who I am. I love to spend money. I love to spend money I don't have. But what's happened now is I'm getting into my mid-30s, and I realized that this is a terrible life plan. Yeah. And I've got three kids, and I don't want to see them fall into the same money traps that I did. That My real goal is to teach them how to be good at finances. How does somebody who's bad at finances teach someone to be good at finances? You got to switch. It's like working out. It's it's a muscle memory. I'm figuring it out. I'm starting a budget. I have somebody that who's really good with budgets that I'm relying on, an awesome client of mine who's a money genius, and she's teaching me little tricks in a trade. I'm not going to suddenly wake up tomorrow and be you know the world's best investor in finance, eh? but right. I'm learning, right? So there's my long-term thinking. So I've changed my short-term thinking on money of, well, I want that now, and I love those shoes, and I need some winter boots because we live in Michigan, and, oh, that beanie would look really cute when I'm freezing my butt off showing a house in the middle of winter, to the long term. Do you already have a hat at home? Yes, Amber. Is it ugly? Nobody cares. Do you already have some boots? Yep. Do your clients care that you show up in those ugly boots? No, Amber. They want the house. They could give a crap less what you are wearing. That's for a whole nother podcast about like how what we wear only has very little to do with our long-term goal. Yeah. What we wear is a short-term impression not a long-term lifestyle. So that's just another thing. Like, So even if you're not in business or in real estate, everyone can relate to money stuff. Money is what we need to make things happen, but the way we handle our money can either control us or we can control it. So it's just changing that short-term to long-term. So I'm curious what our listeners are currently going through that they need to change their long-term thinking on. Is it their business? Is it their Mm -hmm. finances? Is it their health? Is it their marriage? Uh, Is it their relationship? Maybe... You're dating right now, and you've got a long-term goal, but you're dating someone who's got a short-term goal. Mm. 
right? Yeah, you're going to have to work that out. We don't talk about those things before we get married. It's all love and cuteness and, oh my gosh, he's so dreamy and we went out to eat last night and I love him and I'm going to have all of his babies. And then what happens? <laughs> Maybe he doesn't want to have babies. Oh no. Maybe he doesn't want to get married. Oh no. Maybe you do want to get married. Oh no. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the funny part too is, and we'll wrap this up, but the irony of all ironies, and I'll just use the one example, but again, you can filter it through all of them. Uh, in real estate, if you squirrel up now, start saving and start preparing for this shift that is going to happen, you will be the beneficiary of less competition, which will, in theory, if you continue to work, make you more money. So when everybody's like, oh, there's a shift, you're actually going to take more market share because you're going to be able to withstand the days on market and you'll actually get more business because those other people that can't withstand the days on market increase will be working a job somewhere. I'll tell you who I've got a great example of this of. The woman that we bought our house from. The realtor we had when we bought our house dubbed herself the queen of short sales. And we bought at the bottom of the market in 2009. I think we closed in January of 2010. And she worked both sides of the deal. And, you know, in hindsight, now that I'm a realtor, I look at the things that she did. She did a lot of short sales. Short sales are not easy. It took us eight plus months to close on our house. Eight plus months wow. she worked to get that paycheck, right? Yep. With a bank. How easy is it to work with a bank? You ever done a bank deal? Yeah, it's terrifying. a nightmare. It's a nightmare now when the market's good. What do you think it was like when that was every sale she had? A foreclosure here, a short sale here. And she's still in real estate. She looked, she... Her and I ended up connecting was right when after I got my license. She goes, I know you. I sold you your house. I said, yes, you did. And that's it. You have to be continued. <laughs> Go ahead and take me out of your database because I'm going to sell my own No, she was awesome. You know, but that's the thing. It's about what can we learn today to get us into the long-term thinking tomorrow. I'm learning about budgets to get me into a financial place that's not just for me. This is generational now. It's going to get my kids in a better place, which will have my grandkids in a better place, and et cetera, et cetera. So we have to look beyond ourselves in the short term and really see what long term means. I agree. Good podcast. All right, guys. Well, we are super pumped for you to uh, email us or t uh, comment below. We'll be uh, this on, yeah, we're on Spotify. Email? We are at datesandyaks at gmail.com. Nice. Um, and then if you guys also want to comment below, we'll have this on our Facebook page. We're also on Spotify. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Over and out.